The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Up to 30,000 drivers have been on a learner permit for many years, some as long as 30 years. At tens of thousands have never taken a driving test. Joining me now, Shane O'Donoghue, editor of CompleteCar.ie. Shane, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, uh, this information comes to us via uh, uh, some sort of a, a survey or a deep dive by the Road Safety Association. Are you surprised? Um, no, I mean, it's a subject we've talked about for a number of years now. And really, the big question is why something hasn't been done about it. It's a loophole that's being exploited. Um, the latest data that was shown um, in, in the Irish Times is and the new piece of data is that we now can see how many of these thousands of uh, multiple learner permit holders have never sat a test. And that's what the new figure is. And figure is what is over 28,000. But that's actually not the complete figure either, because there's still a big data hole between 2008 and 1994. So it's much worse than that. Um, you so, mean there are people uh, out there who learn to drive and never did anything? Um, that's, possibly sorry, don't yeah. even have any licence. That's right. Well, they, ha- they will have a learner permit, but the, the loophole allows for, I mean, uh, it's something we discussed here before, but let, let's just refresh um, listeners' memory on this, that if you come to the end of your, if your learner permit is due for renewal, um, you only have to show that you've applied for a driving test before you renew your permit. You never actually then have to go through with the appointment and turn up for your test. So what we're seeing here, there are serial renewers that never have any intention of setting a test, just keep renewing their learner permit. Mm. Now, do they have to pay for that test? I'm sure they do. So the, this is an expense they're willing to put up with. Yeah, exactly. They do obviously do have to pay for it. Um, and so they are swallowing that and then, you know, not bothering with the test itself. But the loophole allows for that. that that's the issue here, I guess. Now, uh, one of the things when you're applying for the test for the first time, uh, obviously you have to have done the theory test, but you also have, have to have had um, a dozen lessons from an approved driving instructor. Um, once you've had that series of a dozen, I mean, that is the end of it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, the, yeah, the EDT, the essential driver training, when you do those lessons, um, you know, you're, you're in a really good position then to go and sit a test. But I'm guessing that a lot of these people we're talking about that have had three, four or five learner permits or have, you know, have done it for 30 years or so. I'm sure they've never gone and done the EDT. And perhaps that's part of the reason they're yeah. not bothering now. They, they know they can get away with it. Yeah. I, I mean, this EDT just came in in recent years. So those uh, long-serving provisional driving license holders uh, never had that prerequisite imposed upon them. Yeah, that's right. But they would now, of course, if they, if they bother to go for it and if the loophole gets closed. Um, but the issue here, I guess, is that it's going to be leading to um, unaccompanied learner drivers on the road. And you know, instead of closing the loophole, it appears that the RSA and the Department of Transport are instead trying to clamp down on um, unaccompanied learner drivers, which is, you know, trying to catch the horse rather than bolting the yeah. gate in the first place. Because quite clearly, uh, many people who are accomplished drivers at this point, um, simply for, from being out there, even though they've never passed a test, the idea of putting up N- L plates is just not going to happen. So they're not going to yeah, draw yeah. attention to themselves and their driving, having become accomplished by practice rather than passing a test, is not going to draw attention to them. No, of course not. I mean, no guard is going to look and see a 30, 40, 50 year old and think they're a learner driver. 
Um, so therefore, they're not going to be looking for that if they don't have L plates up. So you're absolutely right in that. These people, for the mass, vast majority of the time, are just going to get away with it. Now, what is the solution uh, to this? I mean, if, for example, you say you must have applied and done um, a driving test and failed it if you want to get another provisional licence, but then they might cry foul and say, yeah, I, I did, but there's such a backlog that by the time I get my next um, test, my licence will have expired. Yeah, so it needs to be looked at. I mean, the backlog isn't as bad as it used to be. And of course, some of this backlog is probably caused by people, these people anyway, that, you know, they're booking tests that they have no intention of going to. Um, but yeah, absolutely. There needs to be some in between. So I think, I believe the loophole needs to be closed completely. And when you book your test, perhaps you get a month extension or a two month extension of your learner permit until you get do, until you do that test. But we have to make people do the test. It's just, I think that's quite clear. Now, years and years ago, uh, long before uh, you were the editor of CompleteCar.ie, there was a man called Sylvie Barrett, who was uh, the, the minister responsible for driving tests, and he decided to have an amnesty. In other words, if uh, this was at a time when there was a massive backlog in the demand for uh, uh, driving tests, so people were waiting forever and a day. So he decided to give an amnesty if you'd had, I forget, was it two or three provisional licences mm. and had not yet passed a test? He said, you're all good enough to drive. <laughs> Is it likely that any minister with a consciousness of road safety would ever have a go at a maybe a nuanced version of that? I don't believe so. And, and, and I think it would be completely unaccept- socially unacceptable today as well. Um, we're in very different days. The roads are far busier than they were in Sylvia's day. And, you know, no way. There's such a focus on road safety these days. No, there's a there's a systemic issue here with that loophole. And it, to me, it doesn't look that difficult to close. And really, the big question is, why is it taking the RSA so long to do that? Hmm. Um, do you remember Barry Cowan had a, a problem? Um a few years back, and he was embarrassed by it, in fact, that he'd been driving around on a provisional licence. He subsequently did the test and passed it. But, um, you know, even people in high places have been, you know, milking or gaming the system, shall we say. Yes, I mean, the can- I, I, would, I would have said a few years ago that perhaps people weren't aware that you weren't allowed to do that. But th- this subject has got so much media coverage over the last few years and road safety is such a hot topic for, for a very good reason that, uh, you, you know, you can't claim ignorance now. So anybody who's doing this still um, are, are clearly, as you say, gaming the system. So your solution then, Shane, what would that be? I mean, is there a simple solution or does it depend on the driving tests playing catch-up and, in other words, being able to get a test, as you can in other jurisdictions, pretty much on demand? I, th- I believe that, that the issue with the backlog is, is a separate thing, and that, that needs to be addressed separately anyway. But, number one, the loophole has to be closed. And No, know, but it, I'm, may- I'm saying that if, for example, um, you have applied for a new provisional licence and you've also applied for the test, which is the current rule, and, yeah, you know, you know that by the time that test comes around, you're going to need that provisional license. So you have a choice. You let it expire and you have to wait till you've um, done a test before you apply again, possibly and fail the test or whatever. Or you drive illegally without a license, a valid license. So unless you can get a test on demand, uh, telling people you've got to have tried the test and failed it before we'll give you another provisional it simply won't work. 
Yeah, but the, these things aren't, you know, you don't just wake up one morning and say, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready to do my test. You know, it, it, these are months long, a few months in advance. You need to do the EGT, the theory test. It, it's a big process. So I, I don't believe there's an, that's an excuse, to be honest. And, and I think a process could be put in place to mm. tide people over with uh, temporary learner permits, yeah. as I mentioned. Maybe, do you, you believe know, there could extension. be a regime for those long-time offenders uh, which might waive the EDT and say, listen, just apply for the test. You've been driving long enough. Let's get you legalised. I think that is an, inter- an interesting point and certainly one worth looking at. P- perhaps perhaps an, a, simp- a small step between that and going for the driving test instead of a full 12 EDT. You know, if you've, if you've shown you have six, seven learner permits, you've been driving 10 years, perhaps you just do... Uh, a safety check with a driver, an advanced driver instructor, something like that. I, I just think, you know, none of this is insurmountable. It mm. just requires a bit of creativity. Now, some of the texts coming in regarding learner drivers, does it mean many of the learner drivers are driving without a fully licensed driver, which is illegal? Well, that is patently true. Oh, it's obviously, very obviously. Yeah. You know, so, so the question there is, uh, I think I heard Conor Faulkner uh, on earlier uh, saying that it is an offence but it doesn't mean, for example, that your insurance is invalid. Yes, yeah. The, I don't think insurance is the issue here at all. Um, but it is an offence. I mean, if and and to be honest, I don't think it's a, it's penalised enough for the learned driver that's caught. It's a hundred and sixty euro fine um, and two points, um, which isn't very much at all. If, if you do the same thing in the UK, for instance, the fine is up to a thousand pounds sterling. Um, I think that might uh, make people think a bit more. But what what some might not be aware is if the car can be impounded immediately um, okay. and the owner of the car could be fined another thousand euros. So, for instance, if, if a, a parent allows their child to go out unaccompanied uh, on a learner permit, that's what happens. The car could be impounded and they could be fined a thousand euros. Yeah. And how do you get the car back in that situation? I must admit, I don't know. Because <laughs> the other thing is, if you're if you're buying it on the Never Never and you owe a bank a lot of money, if the state keeps the car, what happens anyway? Um, that's maybe a topic for another day. Uh, more of the text coming in. Uh, I worked in the system. That learner permit issue has been going on since the 1970s. Another one. I have a full license, but I drove for 20 years on a learner permit, sometimes out of date. The lack of potent road policing allowed me to do this. I believe that the road policing uh, has increased recently, but whether or not it's going to make any difference, I don't know. Let the people who fail obtain their provisional at the test centre, so they would have to take the test. I'm not sure how that would all work. My son has been waiting for a test date since March. He has a possible date yet to be confirmed in December, pushed recently from November. He's in college in Dublin and can't find accommodation. Luckily, we can drive to a bus that gets him there. We stick to the laws, but I'm told many youngsters are driving unaccompanied. And at this point, I don't blame them. Uh, That's Siobhan and Wicklow uh, about the delays in getting a test. Increase the cost of car insurance with every provisional renewal. Now, there's a creative idea, but who benefits uh, the insurance company unless you put uh, some sort of tax on it? Now, Shane, finally, we should talk about technology because the, gum- the Gardaí have number plate recognition technology available to them. Um, you know, is there a way in which they can figure out through technology which cars on a particular stretch of road with their number plate recognition that they could deduce might be driven by a learner driver? Um, I, I guess that's feasible for a certain number of them. So um, perhaps the, the long-term 
um, the long-term learner permit holders that have their own cars and have their own insurance and everything is in their name and that car is registered. That is, that is technically feasible, although I don't believe the Gardaí have the number plate recognition system on uh, you know as widespread as we'd like yeah um, it's an interesting avenue to look at though no because I'm, I'm thinking that uh, they have uh, your insurance data you know when you go to your motor tax um and so on uh, you've got to put in your insurance company and the number of your policy and so on so they've a certain amount of data on you now gdpr might prevent the licensing data being cross-referenced with the yes. motor tax data but that would be a very simple way of uh, twigging which car is very likely to be driven by an unlicensed driver. I think it is worth a look for sure, but you may have identified the issue there. I mean, it's, it's a different thing where when it comes to motor tax, um, it's, it's for the vehicle. So that's very, you know, that's very different. And the Gardaí can check whether a particular vehicle is mm. taxed. Um, but yeah, I think it's worth a look for sure. Anything we can do yeah. to improve the situation. Because if they had no, number plate recognition and it's flagged that the owner of this car, registered owner, does not have a driving licence. They're not in the driving licence database. Well, you stop the motorist and if it turns out it's the son who has a driving licence or the daughter who has a driving licence but the car happens to be owned by the parent, off you go. You're fine. Thank you very much. I think it's worth a look. I, I, I suspect it would mean a huge amount of work on the back end in terms of the different authorities speaking to each other, different authorities' systems speaking to each other. But it, it's worth a look. Yeah, maybe we just do what I'm always advocating on this programme is not to reinvent the wheel. Check how other countries are doing it very well and just copy them. That might be the thing. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.